Welcome to Ask OTC, the show where we answer all your questions from the week in European football. I'm Dawson Adebayo. I'm Andy Brassel. And I'm Nikki Bandini. This question straight from Toby. What's stopping Portugal from being the number one contender to the seemingly French crown next summer? I imagine the overwhelming answer is the manager, given his previous tenure at Belgium. But is it also fair to cast eyes at Portugal's defence, in particular the goalkeeper and the fullbacks? Andy, you know what? Firstly, we in in defence of Roberto Martinez, who we touched on on the ramble on, on on Wednesday. I think he's not a weakness at all. I think he's a potential strength for for Portugal. I think you, you look at uh, his fingerprints over um, Belgium's excellent World Cup in 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 twenty eighteen. Um, okay, he didn't get Belgium to a trophy, but you know I think Belgium. Have had a very good squad. I think to look at it as if they had a right to win a trophy is is a is a bit much. That they had a right to contend and 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 they did for a, for a little bit, although maybe not as hard as as they would have that that world world cup apart. Um, I actually think him and Portugal are a, a, a pretty good match. Um, in terms of the defence, I, I think it's it's an interesting question because. Um, the the fullbacks it's it's been a little bit up in the air since Joao Cancelo lost his um lost his, his his status during that World Cup. I mean, you know, we talked about and people have talked about a lot how uh, Pep Guardiola fell out of love with uh, Cancelo's attitude and then just wanted to move him on wherever, first to Bayern, then to to, to, to Barcelona. Um but it was Fernando Santos, actually, Martinez's predecessor, who got the hump with how he felt he was behaving in training during during the World Cup. So I'm, I'm sure that got back to Pep Guardiola before the situation at Manchester City blew up. Now, um, I, I think Diego Diego Dallo does a pretty good job on on that right-hand side. You have Nuno Mensch on, 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 the, on the other side as, as, as well. So you're not having to play Rafael Guerrero when, when fit there, which I think is a plus because he's better in midfield than he is a, a fullback. And then you've got uh, Ruben Neves, uh, leading um, the defence, which he's brilliant at. I think you know he's a future club and country captain. There's 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 no doubt about that. Pepe still really useful most of the time. Of course, recently became the the oldest player uh, to to play in uh, Portuguese league competition, but still really good. Uh, Gonzalo Inácio scored a couple of goals against uh, Luxembourg. Need got a hat trick in that game in the end. Um, he's an improving central defender who I think will get a big move probably in the next year or so. Um, so I, I, th- I think they're, they're, they're looking pretty good. Um, and Diogo Costa in goal, who is a goalkeeper of, of real presence. It's funny how his role in the winning goal for Morocco in the World Cup has, has been framed because that was kind of classed as a major error by him. But I think the more you look at Yusuf Naziri, it's just like, well, you know, it's the the best attacking header of the ball in the in the world, pretty much. He's he's not far off anyway. So um, I think that sort of puts it into some sort of perspective. Look, I think the the big question for Portugal is still Cristiano Ronaldo. The, the the fact is, he's been the best player in their history. 
they are a better 11 with him not in it at the moment. And that game against uh, Luxembourg and Gonzalo Ramos, who's rolling that, really underlined that. Um, it lets uh, Bruno Fernandes lead the team. Um, they've got quality everywhere on the field. If we're stopping them, if, if we're stopping short of calling them the number one contender to challenge France, I think you look at the results in major tournaments since um, winning the Euros in, in, in 2016, They've, they've just not been good enough, really, um, in in those those competitions. I think this is maybe a little different because un, under Martinez, they're they're not making a meal of qualifying. They're being very very efficient, and um, qualifying in the final tournament is different, of course. So maybe there's a suggestion that Roberto Martinez is getting out of this Portugal team what people felt he should have got out of the Belgium team. Of course, we we won't know until we get to until we get to the finals themselves. But I think it looks very promising so far. I, and this is this is not a very on the continent answer, but I do feel like one other thing that's stopping them from being the number one contender is the fact that England are there. You've got a team which has Bukayo yeah. Saka, Jude Bellingham, Harry Kane, Phil Foden in it. There are you know on paper that that should be the number one contender in, in my opinion. Um, whether or not it will transpire as such is a, is a different question. Yeah, you're right. It's not a, an OTC kind of answer, but this one I'm sure will be. From George on X, Nikki, Italy played like peak Napoli under Spalletti in the opening 20 minutes versus Ukraine. Are they potential dark horses at Euro 2024? <laughs> let's let's see if they can qualify first at Dotton, because that <laughs> hasn't been a given in, in either World Cup qualifying campaign for the last two cycles. And it doesn't look like a given right now in, in this European qualifying cycle there. Level on seven points with um, uh, with Ukraine and North Macedonia in Group C. They have played one game fewer than those two teams. But yeah, right now those teams are all pretty much fighting for a spot behind England. Italy have an extra option, which is if that all goes wrong, they've got the Nations League group because, um, because of their success in that um, competition, getting them a, a, a sort of playoff reprieve perhaps, but not what you'd want them to be leaning on given their record in playoffs recently either. So... Look, there was there was some really encouraging stuff in the Ukraine game. I don't think I could go as far as to say it was peak Napoli, but certainly there were some things borrowed from Spalletti's experience at Napoli, not least an understanding of how to use Giacomo Raspadori as a, as a centre-forward, which is the position that Italy have most been struggling to fill for, gosh, a decade longer with Ciri Mobile always there as a player who scores goals consistently at a club level and indeed did score in Spalletti's first game in charge, which was a one-all draw with North Macedonia just last week, um, but um, but who never quite seems to live up to, to what he does at club level and who I think tactically does not make this team as interesting as what Raspadori can do because you have got a team of midfield runners. You've got players who do like to, to get into the box from deep, like Nicola Barella, like Davide Fratesi, who scored the two goals against Ukraine. So perhaps that uh, sort of through line from Napoli can be tapped into, but I think it's a very, very long way to go. Spalletti is a, a brilliant manager who absolutely deserves this, this opportunity. And um, I think it's interesting to see right away he's trying to do things we've seen him do at club level to find out who is his conductor in the middle of the park because he went with Cristante in the first game and then Locatelli in the second game. He's trying to 
to, to give players who didn't get a chance under Roberto Mancini, such as Zaccagni, who's been brilliant at Valencia, those chances on the left of attack. But he was thrown into a, a really difficult spot, sort of not midway through, but partway through a, a qualifying campaign that frankly had started badly with the loss to England. Um with 20 days to prepare for two of the biggest games in the group away to North Macedonia and Ukraine and then home to Ukraine. So, so he was he was thrown into a very undesirable spot and and needed to, to to get results. In an ideal world, they would have won both of these games. They didn't. They they got four points, but at least that means they're still in control of their own destiny. And now Spalletti has time to to make the team his. I'd love to be as optimistic as um as George is and say yes they're going to go win the whole thing but for now I think Italy will definitely be focused on just let's get there first and then we'll see what the team's looking like at that point so if we're not prepared to go as far as George could we at least get your commitment on if they qualify yes if they qualify (laughs) um Fratesi being one of the stars of the tournament I mean he played like a prince in the Nations League excellent again in this game against Ukraine what do you think he could do for not just for Italy next summer, but for Inter in between. Yeah, he's, he's really made himself hard to drop um, after this game, I think. Um, I think it's it's going to be a, a a tough sell not to go with him. Of course, in, in the Macedonia game, it was Sandro Tonali starting in that role. So actually, Italy have a, a vast wealth in, in of midfielders. That's the one area of the team which I think you could say is inarguably very strong because Barella is pretty much untouchable in that team. Locatelli is... Uh, an excellent player starting regularly for Juventus. Cristante is there as well, trying to hold down that that central position. Verratti is at this point feeling like the forgotten man, but is also part of that mix. Fratesi coming through at Juventus. There's a lot of, of central midfield talent in Italy, um, or at least midfield talent. Central's probably a misnomer in modern football, but we're talking about players who aren't wingers. Um, and, uh, and Fratesi has has made his case very much so, I would say, as being someone who could fit the um, Spalletti style of someone who will break lines, who will make those runs from midfield. It's exactly what he did last season at Sassuolo. He scored seven goals there. Um, and who will be opportunistic, frankly, which Italy is a crying out for. The biggest problem this team has is scoring goals. So if you're a midfielder who's going to regularly contribute these moments, you are going to make a very strong case of being part of that team. They don't sound like defending champions, from what you're saying. <laughs> they don't feel like defending champions, Dot, in the, the Euro 2020, which is, of course, actually 2021, so only two years ago, uh, feel like a distant memory. Um, but new manager, new team. I think there's I think there's enough talent in this team, in this group, to, to get to the Euros and to be a contender. I do believe that, and not everyone does, but I think there's, there's some real quality in there. But uh, it will be a different group to the one that won the Euros, if it is that. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
This question from David. Do you agree that the Eredivisie is now the most exciting place to be in Europe? And he cites the fact that, of course, it's usurped League 1 as one of the top five uh, leagues in Europe. And, uh, well, there's a title race that looks, you know, exciting and not with the usual contender Ajax either. Andy? No, I think... The, the fact that they have got past um, Ligue 1 is, to some extent, a peculiarity of the system. You had the uh, Porto president, um, Jorge Nuno Pinto de Costa, talking about this earlier in the week and saying the way that the coefficient works. So if you win or a club from your country wins the final of the Europa Conference League, that's the same amount of points as if a club from your country wins the Champions League. And that is genuinely crackers. Um, but that's that's the way it is. Uh, I, th I think you've seen that Dutch teams are really cashed in by doing well um, in the Conference League and in the, the Europa League in the, in the last couple of years. Final would be a good example of that, of course, um, having uh, run to the final of the, the, the inaugural Conference League and having a good run in, in, in Europa last year. So um, I... I I have to say I'm not quite as optimistic about it. Um, they might keep that place in in the top five, um, partly because Marseille didn't qualify from um, the Champions League, of course. Um, although, arguably, you could say them getting knocked into the Europa League will help them get more coefficient points, going back to what we were talking about before. So it's going to be close between France and, and, and Netherlands between the end of this year. But looking at the Eredivisie itself, um, Feyenoord keeping Arne Schlott, as coach is is fantastic for them. Uh, I think that helps them to to stay competitive uh, going into the, this season. Um, and they've even got a they've even got a Champions League group where you feel they can have a go. You know, it's not the most difficult one they they, they could have drawn with uh, Lazio and Atletico Madrid, who have some stuff to prove themselves in Europe after recent seasons. Um, I think you look at PS, PSV and they've been a little bit decimated, actually. I think you, you look at um, Sangare going, uh, you look at Xavi Simons, who's absolutely irreplaceable going, as well as uh, Cody Hakpo halfway through last season. Keeping um, Jan Bakayoko is, is, is big for them because he's an absolutely terrific player and um, very good creative outlet for them. Um, but they don't feel like the strongest teams ever. And as David says in his, his, his mail, um, Ajax are all over the place at the, at the moment. Whether uh, Morris Stein lasts the season, I think, is a, is a question you have to ask at, at the moment. Um, it's not a happy camp at all, and it's a weaker team than it's, it's, it's been in a while. You know, they, they have a, a few issues. So it's always this, this sort of juxtaposition, really, between how you feel about a league. You know, if, if it's got one or two really excellent teams in it, you feel there's not enough jeopardy. And then if there's a levelling off because loads of the big names get cut off, that's when you get it's more competitive, but you don't feel that maybe it's of the quality of it uh, uh, that it's, it's, it's been before. Look, I, I, I think PSV and Ajax are going to find it difficult in Europe, even though Ajax are right down the Conference League, of, of, of course. Um, no, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't bet my last, not to be too downbeat, I wouldn't bet my last Euro on it being a, a vintage... Eredivisie season, but yeah, I'd maybe make final the slight favourite. Well, I didn't know you were down to your last Euro, but good to know. Uh, what kind of reception? <laughs> 
What kind of a reception will Sandro Tonali get when he returns to Milan, Nikki? This is a question from James on Instagram. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one because, of course, um, in the Italy-Ukraine game, Donnarumma was back at San Siro and he was whistled pretty much every time the ball came to him. And I think Donnarumma's exit was sort of perceived differently to Donnarumma's. It was perceived as this very cynical money-grabbing move and they dubbed him Dollaruma with waving sort of dollar bills at him and, and calling him uh, a mercenary. And it was never quite that for Tonali, but there was a real sense at the same time in certain sections that they'd been lied to, that this is the player who said he was going to be with them forever and that he was wanted to be a bandiera and, and be a, well, not a one-club man because, of course, he joined them from Brescia, but someone who, who intended to stay with them and, and be with the club he supported forever and 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 so that that sense of betrayal lingers but for instance you could see when both players were back at Milanello for training ahead of this game Tonali was signing a, sh- a Milan shirt for a young fan Donnarumma was being heckled and bothered so I I think there's a chance he could be whistled by some fans and um, fans are never a sort of homogenous group and and even within the ultras you find there are factions with different um opinions but i think it won't be anything like what what donnarumma faced and i think you'll probably see at least some fans who are willing to to applaud him and welcome him back and ali who's a nottingham forest fan wonders um about ibrahim sangari who was the heartbeat of a champions league group stage team and he says but while nottingham forest twitter have gone mad for him the media seem to have just chalked it off as Forrest make another signing. Is he as Prem ready as he looks? I, I think he is, um, Ali. I, I don't think we can judge the media too much for um, saying it's just another Forrest signing because when you sign seven players on deadline day, it's really <laughs> difficult to, to, to pick the bones out of that, especially with the way things Forest were at Forest last season. I think the approach is slightly different this season, isn't it? Because um, at, at the end of this transfer window, they've seen some opportunities. They were losing Brennan Johnson and um, they just wanted to add a bit of icing on the cake. You know, they found good stability in, in, in 2023. I've been to see Forest for, um, at the match, um, uh, earlier this um, earlier this calendar year, and uh, it, was, it was a great experience. The atmosphere at the City Ground's amazing at the moment. But for me, it feels like a surprise that someone of Sangare's not just quality but trajectory has ended up at Forest, and that's no insult to Forest. He is a defensive midfielder of rare quality, and when you bear in mind how difficult that is a position for a lot of teams to fill I'm amazed that a bigger club didn't go for him to be honest um, he's been close a couple of times over the last year to to ending up at a, a, a few really big clubs and Forrest have clearly seized, seen an opportunity and, and, and seized it and um, I think when you bear in mind that um, PSV did make it to the group stage of the Champions League they've done particularly well to clinch the deal thinking how much you could pay for a defensive midfielder of quality, I think 30 million is very, very palatable indeed. Um, he's strong, he's a leader, but he's not useless with the ball in the opposition half either. He's not one of those guys who never leaves the, the, the centre circle. He's athletic to get enough to get there and back. Um, he can get into the penalty box and, and, and score you a goal. I think he'll really thrive uh, 
of the energy of the, the, the Premier League. I think it's a massive upgrade for Forrest, and I think they've done very, very well to get this done. I'm delighted to see that your culinary advice from OTC has made it over to Ask OTC. This from Lewis. Forgive me if it's Louis. I'm heading to watch Firenze versus Braga on Saturday. What Portuguese meal should I have? Any recommendations, please? Well, um, our, our esteemed producer was uh, recently in the Algarve and uh, suggested that the best thing he had there was pizza. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I would want to move you away from that. And Nikki, please don't say a word for the moment. <laughs> I, I, I think when you're going to the Algarve, in fact, when you're going to anywhere in Portugal, it's got to be uh, back of the L. It's got to be the cod. Of course, 365 ways of, of doing it. For me... Bacalhau Abrash is, is, is the one. It's this really interesting melange of, um, of, of, of cooked egg and, um, and uh, diced cod. It's, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Once you try Bacalhau Abrash, you will never go back. So that is the one. Um, I think if you have a good sturdy one of those before the football, if you're hoping to have a few crisp uh super box or sagrish while you're there if you have a decent sized portion of back of the hour but actually you won't be able to fit in any beers so that's just a little <laughs> warning for you louis that that might not be what you're going for you might want to um in- enjoy the match just with a glass of water i don't know but um yeah enjoy braga as as, as as well they're a they're a good team i think they could do something in the in the champions league this season despite um being in that quite difficult group with napoli and real madrid I, I have nothing to add to any thoughts other than stuff your face with pastel donata. <laughs> stuff your face with pastel well. donata. That's but, what I will be if, doing if... anytime I go to Portugal is buying <laughs> you have to buy you have to buy an amount when you're there, you know, maybe you eat one at the counter or, or nearby, but you, you buy some more in a bag which you say are for your friends and they're not, they're just for you. Hundred <laughs> percent. But with the pastel, you need a little bit of cinnamon. On, on the on the top. So when you're at the counter, go con canela, por favor. Thank you for listening to Ask OTC. Now, if you'd like to ask a question on next week's show, you can contact us at any time at Dotson Adebayo, at Andy Brassel, at Nikki Bandini, and at OTC Pod. Or you can email us OTC at footballramble.com. On the Continent is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.